0: Thanks for listening to The Journey Podcast. We're glad you're here. Journey exists to engage people in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray this podcast engages you and encourages you to become more like Him. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? I want to welcome you to our first ever 1030 service. And if you came for the 1045, 15 minutes late, we want to welcome you too. So... Man, it's a good day. How about worship this morning? Was that amazing? I thought I was going to go all T.D. Jakes on it. I was out of breath over there a few seconds. Man, I'm telling you, if I could run an aisle, if I had legs that can run an aisle, I was going to run one today, but I don't, so I won't, so... No, it's been exciting. As Caleb's already mentioned earlier, we're still in our series. Um, it's hard to believe we're halfway done with the summer right now. It seems like it was just the other day. The kids were getting out of school and they're going to be going back just in another month or so. It's, it's just nuts. And But I'm hoping, and we're going to have a big, big weekend, right? Everybody's going to have a good time today grilling out, and tomorrow we're going to have a good time, right? Um, But today we're going to just kind of look at the series we've been in, uh, Choosing Wisely. Um, And to me, it's been one of the most timely series we've ever done here at Journey. I mean, God has been all over this. If you missed last week, I would encourage you to go back and watch it. We talked about choosing our words wisely, and that seems to be a huge issue in the world we live in. And if I could just be as honest as I can be, but it goes like this. So no one told your life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke, you're broke, your love life's DOA. It's like you've always stuck in second gear when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, but I'll be, so y'all know this one. So he gets done the first night the worship pastor comes down and the the guy, I'll, I'll explain where it's from. If you guys have been living in a cave for the last 25 years. So the guy walks down. I was like, dude, that song was so good. Like, did you write that? And he said, really? Like, where have you been? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, that's a song from the TV show Friends. Now, if you don't know what Friends is, it's a TV show. It's actually making a resurgence. It's the number one most watched show on Netflix right now, like uh, for like reruns and all that kind of stuff. Years ago, we didn't have reruns. I said this a couple weeks ago. We just had to wait for the cycle back through again. But now you go to Netflix and you can just pop it on. And you, can DVD, you can do whatever. But but it's a show. If you don't know what the show is about, and if you do, let me remind you, it's about six Friends that are super close Now, I'm not saying everything they did was moral. I'm not saying everything that was perfect. I'm not saying everything that was on that show, I agree with. But there was an element of that show that most of us that grew up in that era, and even to this day, we longed for. Because they literally, they were there for each other in every moment. When somebody was going through a divorce, when somebody was not getting married, when somebody was dealing with the death. And I'm telling you, when we talk about friendships, that's what we want. We want somebody who's going to be closer, as scripture says, closer than a brother. And what I'm finding out is this is a rare thing in the world that we live in. We, we come to church every week with a bunch of people. We, we, we walk in here. We see them to our left. We see them to our right. But we never develop really God honor. Watch, it. just want to do something gonna play on doing this. I want you to look around for a second, and I want just take a second. And somebody that you don't know, like don't walk across the other side of the church. But make, make somebody next to you. If you don't know them, or turn around from like, just introduce. Just go, hey, my name is Bobby Smith. I know your name is Michael Key, brother. This is my bouncer. This is my bodyguard right here. Give it up for Michael Key. <laughs> So I I would tell a story, but I have to say a dirty word, and I can't tell it. But I want you to do me a favor. I want you right now to turn to somebody that you've never met before and just say, "Hey, my name is so and so." Real quick, come on. Like, if you're on, if you're down at Sherwood, hopefully down at Sherwood, you're doing that. If you're in the atrium, do it. If you're at home watching online, I don't know what to tell you. Shake your own hand. Say, "Welcome to Journey." But 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 here's the truth, and this is a really big truth, and we all got to get this. We come to this place week after week after week and we sit sometimes in the same seat and we don't know the person. We don't know what's going on in their lives. We don't know how they're dealing with stress. We don't know about the addiction that they have. We don't know any of that stuff. And until we, because God designed, hear me on this. God designed us to be in fellowship with people. It's how God designed Adam and Eve and actually was told that uh, that by himself, he was not good enough. So he created Eve for him just in the same way. God has created fellowship and friendship. That's why we encourage people to go to J group. Because that's where life, life doesn't happen in rows, life happens in circles or across the table on, a, on you know, watching and drinking coffee or something. So today that's what we're going to kind of talk about. We're going to talk about those things that, that are right there, okay? And so here, here's, here, contrary to, you know, popular belief, um, some people think that happiness is found in money you know some people think happiness is found in in careers or position or some people think that the happiness is found in you know like like a bigger house or shinier things what what studies are showing us that there's four elements to happiness and they create 80% of the happiness. Here's the four elements. The number of friends you have. So actually how many people that you, you would call a friend that leads to your happiness? Closeness of friends, closeness of family, relationships with coworkers and neighbors. Now we shouldn't be surprised at this because the proverb that's our baseline today is found in Proverbs seventeen seventeen: A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Meaning we are meant to do life together. And we're meant to do these things uh, like good and bad. And you want know to find out is it's a rare thing. There's lots of people. I would bet you if I was to take a poll, which I would never want to embarrass anybody here, but lots of people, even in this room, don't have close friends. They don't have people that they can call, you know, just at, 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 like I'm, I'm struggling with this or this thing's happening or, or this thing's going on in my life. And it's across the board. I had a conversation just in the past two weeks. I've had two conversations. One one, one conversation, a friend of mine, she's going through a divorce. She's a single mom. And I said to her, I said, hey, do you have anybody in your J group that you can talk to? She comes to our church. Is there anybody in your, your J group that you can, if you don't know a J group, it's a, it's a home group. We meet in people's homes. We study the Bible together. But so is there anybody in your J group that you can talk? Or is there anybody on your serving team? If you serve at Journey, you're a, you're part of a team. You should have some type of relationship with the people that you're serving. Even if you're wearing, which there's lots of red shirts in here today, you have a meeting every week. You know the people that are serving around you. This is what she told me. She said, Bobby, I've never been to a J group and I've never, I've never served on a team. And I went, and just, if you're not, this isn't guilting you. This is telling you why we do what we do and how we do it. That's where people get cared for. I can't care for 2,000 people on a weekend. But our J group leaders can. Our team leaders can. The people that are around us that, that are set, you know setting the table for everything that goes on Sunday mornings. And I said to her, I said, this is really sad. I, I have a friend of mine. He, he lost his job. He's a pastor. He, he's in my position. And, and, he, and he lost his job. Out of nowhere, they just came in and said, we can't afford you anymore. And so he, he got terminated. And so he said, "I said, can, 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 is there anybody? Is there anybody that you can talk to besides me?" <clears throat> and he says, "You know something? It's not that. It's not that I, I. I don't have many friends. He goes, I don't have any friends. And and he has actually put himself in this little box. And what I'm finding out, it's not. It's not uncommon. Lots of people have done that. And just to be honest, part of the reason." I'm speaking this today, and I could have been speaking another another proverb is because this is directly today is directly from my journal of something that I struggle with for a long time, for 25 or 30 years. I've battled this thing with friendships. I don't let a lot of people on the inside of me, first of all, because I'm afraid of what you may say. Do you hear me on that? I'm afraid of what you may say. Because sometimes there's an unrealistic expectation on pastors that they're supposed to be perfect and never have a problem. And if that's the pastor that you have up or that you want to have, you better go somewhere else this guy's a mess up here, right? His, his, my, this is what my wife says. Bobby, your issues have babies. <laughs> right? My issues, I know that. And, I, I, and the people that I allow in my inner circle, they know that. And they love me because of that. And so it's one of those deals where, so I, I had a point, point in time in my life where I had, I had some friends, but you know what? They were all in different zip codes. Like I could call them, but I didn't have anybody with skin on that I could literally, I could call Rich anytime, any day, right? I can call you anytime, need. Any, Rich is one of our elders. I could call him anytime or any day with a struggle that's going on in my life. And I guess it, Rich, I'm struggling. Matter of fact, there's been times that we've sat in my driveway. There's been times we've sat over by my office, and we just, it, we need that. We need those kind of relationships in our lives. A friend loves, I love this, I'm going to say it again. I'm gonna, it's like, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. We neglect to build strong, lasting relationships with others. And we know, and we know we need them. It's inside of us. And I'm going to tell you the Proverbs says a lot about this. So I'm going to talk about four different things. Um, we're going to get out of here plenty of time to go up to the lake and have a good time. But I really feel like these are four important things that we've got to get if we're going to develop and choose wisely the relationships God wants us to be in. Here's the first one. A real friend is someone that you're allowing in your inner circle, okay? Proverbs 18, 24. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer to a brother. It's that one or two or three or four close people that that around you. Now, something I did this morning, because I think I have a lot of friends. As a matter of fact, if you look at Facebook, I have 2,747 friends as of this morning. Like I would say some have more. If you have more, man, that's awesome. If you have less, pick it up. Let's go. We got to get some more friends, right? So just friend request everybody that you've ever met. But you know what I noticed this morning? I don't know more than half of them. Like, I don't even know, like, I don't even, my wife used to pick on me. She goes like, you just, you just accepted five people. Do you, know, you even know who they are? No. There's something inside of us that we long to have friends. But what we're finding out, and we had to see in the court of law in order to prove that it's right. So in the state of Florida, there was a judge that was asked to preside over a case And it was a defense attorney and a prosecuting attorney. And the defense attorney found out that the judge was friends with the prosecuting attorney. So they asked them to take her off the bench because they were were Facebook friends. Facebook friends. Not like I'm hanging out with Caleb playing golf. They were Facebook friends. And the state of Florida says Facebook friends don't count. Well, I could have told you that. I bet you there's only about 10 of my Facebook friends that if I called right now and I needed some help, that they would rush to my rescue. We don't need to. We don't need Facebook to tell us that that that, that we're not friends. And but with somehow when we keep doing that. And we think that we're in this like you know this this like amazing. It's, it's almost like we're we're in this 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 like lie in our lives that we think the more we get over here, the more influence we have, or the more people that'll come to our rescue. See, a, a, a true friend—you man a, a true friend is more than somebody that merely knows your name or has seen your picture on Facebook. It's, it's way more than a friend. Having many companions isn't enough to make it through life. Hear me on this: to make it through life, you need to have those couple, three, four, five, maybe at the most, intimate friendships—people that you can you can just bare your soul, that you can get down and dirty with. I, I've been reading a lot about the Apostle Paul, and I think um, outside of Jesus, Paul is probably one of the most just interesting characters in the Bible. Um, I, I bought a book a couple weeks ago, and it was just it was just Paul's journey and and how he preached and what he did. And, and one of the things that's always been intriguing with me is how quickly like he went from one side to the other. He was playing for the bad team. Like y'all notice, like he was playing for, he was playing for the Roman government and he was there when Jesus was executed, you know, he, all that stuff. He, he was a bad dude. Like he would kill, he would walk into places like this and he would kill some of us. And then he switched teams on, on the Damascus road. And when he was in Ananias' house and Ananias called him brother Paul, like her brother Saul, like all of a sudden he switched teams, but I'll guarantee each of the teams, they didn't trust him. Like when, when 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 even like like when even Ananias was being talked to by the Holy Spirit, he was reluctant to go have this conversation with Saul because he thought, you know something, he's going to kill me. But you know something, at the end of his life, he developed some of the most intimate friend. I mean, like just God honoring relationships he could possibly ever. As a matter of fact, there's an epistle and it's it's in the book of 2 Timothy, and this is literally two weeks before he was executed. He's talking to Timothy with this, I mean, and, and don't get weird on me, but he was talking to the, the Timothy with this just intimate like, you know, language. This, this is what he says in, 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 in 2 Timothy 1.3. He says, I thank God whom I serve as I did my ancestors with clear conscience. And watch this. As I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Don't tell me we don't want people like that. that but, and I do this all the time with my close friends. I'll say, hey, I just want you to know I'm praying. God woke me up this morning. God woke me up this morning. How many times a week? God woke me up this morning. I just want you to know I'm praying for you. God, God woke me up this morning. I just want you to know, hey, God, God, God laid you on my heart. I just want you. Man, isn't that the kind of friendships and relationships we want? Like, I want I want to know that people are praying for me. And so today, don't please don't do this. Don't go on Facebook Messenger and everybody at one time, like, I'm praying for you. I get it. You're praying for me. Right? This is not like, like okay, let's. That's the kind of friend. So he says, as I remember constantly, my prayers, watch for verse four. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy and I'm reminded of your sincere faith, the faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice and now I'm sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan the flame the gift of God, which is which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has given God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but sharing in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. And two weeks later he's executed. Like I want somebody doing that. You know, one of the things that I love is I have a handful of guys that I have allowed to be in my inner circle and every monday and every thursday we share a text and it just says what do we need to pray for today what do we need to do how do we need to conquer this one right here or hey just thank you for your leadership thank you for doing this thing i've learned so much from you i think deep down inside every one of us would love to have those and you want to know something that's not just emulated in paul it was emulated in jesus Jesus would speak to the multitudes. He would be on the side of the Sea of Galilee. He'd be preaching. He'd be on a boat, you know, preaching. He'd be with the 5,000. But there was times where he walked away from them. He he was with the 12. And there was even times where he was in uh, uh, the transfiguration. And when he was praying and the temptation, he was with Peter, James, and John. They were his close inner circle. Everybody in this room needs that kind of person. I was reminded today, as I was preaching the first service, one of my favorite stories is the story of Moses. And if you know the story, Moses he extracts the, uh, the Israelites out of Egypt, but he had four guys that he trusted. He had he had Joshua and Caleb and Aaron and Her. And Joshua and Caleb were the people that were on they were on the battlefield. But Aaron and Her constantly. You remember the story when his hands went down, they started losing battle. When his hands went up, and they had his they had his hands underneath. Man, that's what everybody in this room needs. We need some hands on and hands under in our lives, don't we? We need people that are holding our arms up when we're struggling, when we're going through a tough time in our lives. When everything seems to be falling apart, we need people around us. I love that. Proverbs 12, verse 26 says, one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads him astray. I was, I was thinking about how do, we, how, how do we pick these? I had somebody ask me a couple weeks ago, how, how, do you allow, how do you pick your friends? Um, I, I was like, I, I don't know. And I started thinking about it. Now, I run a business, and please don't be offended if I call church a business. It's, it's a church, okay? It's a church. But sometimes you have to run it like a business, and I will not just hire anybody. I only hire people that I trust, and it was interesting. A few years ago, this is how much, how much trust can take you. A few years ago, I think it was, how long has Alan been with us? Seven or eight years? Something like that. So Alan, Alan came. He said, I'm going to work 30 days for free. I asked him for 60, but he wouldn't do it. <laughs> But he said, I'll give, you, I'll give you 30 days for free, and you can tell me. And you know what happened during those 30 days? Trust was built. Trust was built. And then you know what happened? A couple years later, he was our, our small groups coordinator. A couple years later, he became our XP, which is the most intimate relationship with me as a senior pastor. I mean, we spend hours upon. I spend more time with Alan than I do my wife at times, just because we're trying to run this place efe- efficiently. And I started thinking, if I had to hire Alan again, what would I do? I would look for somebody who's trustworthy. I, w- I would look for somebody I can trust my money with. I, I, could, I mean, I, we take very serious because this church is an extravagant, generous church. We take it very serious when people like we want to make sure that every dollar is being spent properly and it's in missions and taking care of people and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's how you that's how you pick your friends. That's how you choose friends. People that you can trust, somebody that you trust with your money, somebody that you'll have a key to your house. That's who you, that's who you want around you, right? And so when you're picking friends, I, I just wrote a couple things down. And this is for me, maybe not for you. I look for someone whose advice I'll seek. Man, I just want you to know, I don't, I don't know all the answers. I, I subscribe to the Andy Stanley method of, of leadership. You don't have to be the smartest person at the table. And so I put smart people around me so I look good, by the way. Right? I look for someone who I can turn to in times of trouble. And there's been some over the last couple of years. There's been times I've literally sat in tears holding on to a friend of mine just going, I don't know how I'm going to make it another day. I look for people that I can share good times with. It's, it's those moments where we're celebrating. Next year, We're celebrating 20 years as a church. That's a lot, you know that? And you know what's really cool? The friends I have around me, they have reminded me every time we get together, man, next year we get to celebrate 20. Do you believe what God's done in 20 years? 1,500 people plus baptized, hundreds, hundreds of people ask Christ to be their savior. That's something. I love having friends I can celebrate with. And there's friends that I can learn from and I can teach. So that's what you need to look for. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. A real friend hurts when you hurt. Unfortunately, there's been people in my life I've allowed in my inner circle that when I've hurt, they've been rejoicing instead of. They've been gloating because ultimately their desire was to watch me go down as they elevated themselves. Uh, uh, Scripture says it like this in 1770. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for adversity we lived this out a few years ago Um, a buddy of mine a good friend of mine my best friend probably my best friend calls me up and says I need to talk to you and I said okay and we went to a local restaurant and he just he just said listen we're going through a divorce and this is the people we were doing life with we would go vacationing with them our kids were growing up together I remember this moment we were sitting in our house I had just got done telling Gina and we were getting ready to take a ride and go over to their house and just just love. I don't know what we were going to do. And our kids came walking in and our kids saw us there crying. And one of my kids said, Dad, what's going on? And I said, our best friends, basically aunts and uncles, were going through a divorce. There's all kinds of questions. One was, because of the other divorces that were going on around us, mom and dad tell us you're not getting a divorce. And I just said, mom and dad are okay. But this is going to hurt. This is going to sting. This is going to leave scar tissue. And I say all that to say this. That moment galvanized my friendship. That moment right there, both of us realized that we had, we had each other's back regardless of what we we're going through. It's easy to do life with people when everything's good. When we're celebrating babies, when we're celebrating promotions, but it is hard as all get out to walk through life when people are struggling, when there's a death, when there's a divorce, when there's a loss of a job. But that galvanized, like I said, it galvanized everything in our relationship. Job says it like this, if there's ever been anybody in the Bible that understands heartache, it's Job. He had everything short. He had everything, he lost everything. He's rolling around in ashes and in the midst of that he says, my Redeemer still lives. But he writes this, he says, he who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. Let me give you another one. A real friend will say what needs to be said um, when it needs to be said. Do you hear me? So a friend, a real friend, understands your life and is allowed, you've given that person permission. Anybody, so I was asked a question about three weeks ago. If I could do high school over again, what was one class that you would take? Again, and mine was history. Now, I know some of you are looking at me like crazy, like, why history? Because I love history. I love, I'm a history buff now. I watch the History Channel. I watch the, the, the you know, travel channel. I watch, I, when we were in Italy, I mean, I was like, History. One of the history things that I love is uh, anybody ever heard of a little boat that sank called the Titanic? Anybody? Just raise your hand. If you... So you know the movie's wrong, right? So, like, I, I went, I went to see the movie. Not recently, like when it came out. Three hours. Oh my God. That was it. That was the, that was. It. I, I wanted to know more about. And one of the stories they don't tell you that 10 miles from the boat was a boat called the California. 10 miles, 10 miles from the boat. And the captain of the Titanic is a distress call and, and the captain of the California disregarded it. One, one of the people came down and said, hey, we're getting this." He said, they're just testing. They were actually firing flares off the deck and the captain said, "What? How, how much arrogance does one captain have that he's firing fireworks off? He's almost like doing this in our face. They were flares. They were just stress signals. You want to know something? There's people all around us firing distress signals. All around us. There's people in this room right now that, if you stop and slow down enough, you'll see the flare that's going up. You, you know the signs." Maybe you have some of these signs and you need somebody around you. A friend that all of a sudden is hanging way too much or hanging out all the time with somebody of the opposite sex at work. That's all they talk about when you're at lunch. They talk about that person more than they talk about them spout. That's a fire, that's a flare. We need to be able to, and willing to say something to somebody. Or when you start noticing that person that had an alcohol addiction years ago is starting to slur their words when they're with you, And all of a sudden, they're hiding things from you? Or all of a sudden, you notice their kids have gone the other direction and off the deep end, and we don't say they're flares. Or somebody pulls away from fellowship and stops coming to church. It got quiet in here, didn't it? Because everybody in this room has has probably fired a flare, and everybody in this room has seen a flare. We have to slow down enough. That's what God's called us to do. Being a follower of Jesus means getting involved in others' lives. 1 John says it like this, but if anyone has the world's good and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in that person? A friend. A friend. We'll say what needs to be said when it needs to be said. Proverbs 26, 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. You know what that means right there? that the people around you that are not your friends just tell you what, you what you think you need to hear. Oh, you're so good. You're so good. They won't, they, they won't be honest. with. You. So I've never done this. I did it in first service. And it felt so good, just to be honest with you. So five or six, seven years ago, I was struggling. I was having a tough time. I had my resignation ready. And this was not like I was not threatening anybody. I was, I was, at, I was at my wit's end. And I got so tired. We were in the middle of building stuff and we we're building that building over there. And it was every hour, every day, there was something going on. And instead of studying like I do now on Tuesday, every, every Tuesday, I started going to a sermon house, which was basically a place where you can just download a sermon. And I started doing a whole series and I started just downloading people's sermon. We go, that, that's not that big of a deal. No, it's not. Thousands of people. Do. Sometimes you read books and you don't even remember what you, what you read, right? I mean, most of what we do in history is, 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 is just repeating what something else has done. But where it came and was so dangerous was I was using their stories too. I started using their stories. And Ben Woodward, one of my closest friends, he was our worship pastor, walked in my office, said, can I talk to you for a second? He shut the door in the most gentle and kind voice. He said, "I need to help you." I said, "What do you need to do?" He goes, "I was searching for a series that we're getting ready to do, and I noticed that every sermon was word for word of this series that this other church did." And I want to be as honest as I can be. I was almost praying to get caught. That's the point of my life. That's where I was at. I was praying, God, just I needed somebody. I just needed to confess. And so, since that moment, we're still friends. He doesn't work here; hasn't worked here years. We're still friends. But we've put things in place. How many people look over my message now on, on, for Sunday mornings? Five, six, seven people? Every Sunday, every Sunday, it's, it, it's, it's, it's five sets of eyes that have been on that to make sure I don't get back into that bad habit. But you know something? If somebody would come in there blasting me, I'd have walked away. I'd have been gone. You'd never see me again. But because it was gentle and it was kind is what we talked about last week. That that relationship, he salvaged the relationship and salvaged the pastor of our church. That's what God wants us to do. Last week, I talked about choosing your words. It needs to be in every aspect of our lives. Grace and mercy, grace and mercy. Proverbs 27.9 says, oil and perfume make the heart glad and the sweetness of a friend come from earnest counsel. Now, now some of you right now are freaking out because you just, what you heard, You heard the pastor was stealing stuff from other people. I just want you to hear me on this. We're human. I don't know what you think, that like angels come down and attend me, when like, you know, bring me manna from heaven, like, ooh. (laughs) And don't you ever put on me what Jesus had him put on me. Amen? Let me give you the last one. We'll close right here. I think we'll close right here. We may not. And we don't have another service today. We're good, right? We can go all day. A real, a real friend, a real friend will bring out the best in you. They will bring out the best in you. You will be at your very, very best because of the people around you. I've said this before. You are the sum of the top five people in your life. And if those people are good, they're going to bring the best. If they're bad, they're going to bring out the worst. But if those people... The people you share your life with have the ability to influence you. So make sure you're sharing your life with people of good character. How many people have ever heard this phrase before? He got mixed up with the wrong crowd. Do you know how you don't get mixed up with the wrong crowd? Those five people are the right people that God wants in your life. You're constantly doing that. First Corinthians 15, 33, Do not be deceived, bad company ruins good, good morals. There's a lot of people in this room that can say amen to that because that happened firsthand. Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Proverbs 13, 20, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So here's what I want us to get at. We got a couple minutes left. Caleb's gonna come up, give us a couple announcements. We're gonna go have a good time the next two days. But I'm hoping and praying that today, poked and prodded a little bit, that we wanna develop friendships that are God-honoring. That we're gonna, we're gonna have the right people around us and then, you know what that means? That means some of us may have to detach from some people. Now, you can't detach from your spouse. You can't, well, anyway, we're not going there. Do that's, a, that's another series. But you know what I'm saying? Be around the right people. And the other thing that it really, I, I want us to walk away understanding is that I should be the best friend to the people around me that when Rich is needing a friend, that I'm there for him. When Doug is needing a friend, that I'm there for him. When Todd needs a friend or Clay needs a friend or Caleb needs a friend. When Michael Key, you want a friend, get that one on your team right there. Not only he fight for you, literally fight for you. I can't share that story in church, can I? <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw, he walks up to me. He was late, by the way. Service. Wrong service. <laughs> First thing he did was walk up to me. And this is something that Mike Key says to me every time. Has anybody today told you they love you? Right? That's the kind of friend I want. And you know why that friendship is so strong? And of all the people, the guys I just mentioned... Because this is what it comes down to. If this relationship is right, these are right. When I'm I'm in tune with what God's doing in the Holy Spirit, it makes all these right. So before we can develop great godly friendships or marriages or anything else, we have to make sure that this relationship is right. I mean, it's scriptural. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other stuff is added. Amen? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, right now in this moment, there's only two relationships or two types of relationships. There's replenishing ones and ones that that deplete us. And I pray that God, as believers in you, that we would constantly be seeking. I'm not talking about witnessing the people. I'm not talking about leading people to Jesus. I'm talking about who we spend quality time with. I pray and I'm thankful for this. God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I have people around me that are exactly what I talked about. God, help me be that person too. And I pray, I pray this, God, that today that I would identify things that are faulty in my relationship with you, because I don't, I don't want them to impact what's going on in this world in this this church. And God, I just I just believe there's so many people in this room that feel the same exact way. And so let us all come to you today with our hearts open, with our our minds open, with our ears open, with our with our hands open, God, to allow you to do whatever you want to do. And maybe, just maybe, maybe there's even some folks maybe down in Sherwood or here in this campus or watching online that they don't even have a relationship with you. And God, maybe that's the first step that they need to get in a healthy relationship with the one that loves them and cares about them. So I pray that that would happen. I pray that we would make wise choices, God, not just today and tomorrow, but every day of our lives, who we allow in our inner circle. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you need prayer or help taking your next step, email our team at nextstepsjourneycommunity.net.